Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hool. And in this episode, we talked to husband and wife, dynamic duo, Alyssa and Mike Pinozzi, Boston-based fitness trainers, content creators, and TV12 athletes. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hool. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Alyssa and Mike are full-time fitness professionals on a mission to change the way people feel about themselves, one inspirational class and message at a time. Alyssa is a superstar content creator, and you can find her keeping it real on all social media platforms, sharing her day in the life adventures as a mom and full-time professional athlete, showcasing how she balances it all. After leaving his career in education to pursue helping and coaching others in a different way, Mike found his pivot with purpose by following his passion for helping people get stronger through physical movement. He's fully immersed in the Boston fitness community and is a trainer at Revved Indoor Cycling, an instructor at Barry's, and also a personal trainer. Alyssa and Mike, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to be with me today. How are you both doing? We're good. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Doing well, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm really, really looking forward to sharing all your stories, careers, otherwise, and have you guys drop some inspiration into the ears of our listeners. I feel like I have a million questions for you, so I'm just going <laughs> to dive right in. Are you guys ready to get this party started? Let's get it started. Let's, Let's do go. it. Okay. Okay. So elephant in the room before we dive into you individually. How did you guys both meet? Can we just get the union of uh, Alyssa and Mike <laughs> Murray out there? Like, what did that look like? <laughs> Mike, I'll let you take that one. There's this app called Tinder. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. So back in the day when we met, it was a little bit less sketchy. It was still sketchy-ish, but that's how we met. I lived in Connecticut at the time, but I was home in Rhode Island for the summer. And Alyssa was living in Massachusetts. And so we matched and went on a date to Fenway Park. It was our first date for a Red Sox game. And yeah, the rest is history. We were long distance for the first year. I would come up every weekend. I would drive from Southern Connecticut up to Massachusetts to see her. So it was meant to be. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. See, true love out there is possible still on the dating apps, right? We can it still is. make it happen. <laughs> Aww, well, Lydia, I yeah, it was awesome. Oh, and I'm sure your love for fitness and both of you guys have such great energy. So, so happy that you found each other and we're doing all the things. As we jump into stories and career pivots, I always love to start off with what's going on in your worlds today. So tell us before we dive into some history, 
what's the background of a day in the life look like for you both? What are you up to today, career-wise? I don't know, Alyssa, if you want to go first, I'll call you out. So if you want to start, and then we'll go to yeah. Mike. Yeah, sure. So my day-to-day is I'm the director of talent for Revved Indoor Cycling, which is a spin studio. We have four locations currently. It's so funny when people ask what a day in the life looks like. It's very hard for me to answer because every day is very, very different. But I have a full-time job working on the business side of Revved and also train anywhere between 11 and 15 times a week as a spin instructor there as well. So a lot of the day-to-day is helping to manage the business, keeping the four studios alive. I'll work all day with meetings, with trainers, making sure that everything's good with their schedules. And then I will go teach between one and three spin classes and somehow also fit in there my own personal fitness, taking care of Mike and taking mm-hmm. care of our daughter, Parker. So yeah, it's very, very different every single day. But a day in the life is kind of just grinding in this that's fitness awesome. industry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I know Revd has been growing like crazy and loving all the boutique fitness that has come into our worlds over the past few years. Remember when it was like, Equinox and Planet Fitness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very different now. Yeah, very it's different. so awesome. I just, I love it. So that's really amazing to hear that you're doing all of that. And God bless you for teaching and showing up. I know that requires lots of energy too. And Mike, I know you're doing the fitness thing as well across the board in a few different ways. So what are you up to? Yeah, so similar to Alyssa, there's no one day that looks the same. Uh, right now I'm teaching eight spin sessions a week with Revd. And then I'm at 11 classes at Barry's that I teach there between all three different studios there. So I'm kind of all over the map in terms of locations. Um, and then I also do some personal training on the side. So, you know, depending on the day, I'll have one, two, or maybe three different clients that I'll see outside of a group fitness. That's awesome. Fit family. No pressure to Parker, right? No, <laughs> none. <laughs> Well, talking all things career pivots, where did you start off? And Mike, we'll let you go first now. But did you always have a love for fitness? Give us some of your early career highlights. I graduated college with a degree in education. And I actually was a teacher for the first, what, seven, eight years of my professional career. I played baseball in college. So sports have always been kind of like a a pretty important part of my life. And I taught first grade. I taught sixth grade. I taught P.E., So I kind of was all over the map with that as well. And then this past year, I decided after five years at the same school teaching PE, which I loved, that it was time to kind of make a choice if I wanted to keep trying to balance teaching, you know, school and doing fitness or if I wanted to kind of dive more into one. And Alyssa and I had a lot of conversations and we decided that what would be best for me would be to go full time to fitness. So I made a tough decision to leave school because... You know, I loved it and I loved the kids. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the environment, but it was just, it was destroying me. I would teach 10 spin classes a week and I would also be a full-time teacher and I would also coach. So I had no days off. I taught every single day and it was just, it was just a lot. And I, you know, I didn't have much time with Alyssa and with Parker and with our family and friends. So we kind of made that decision as a family, but it all worked out. I don't know how it worked out this way, but the week that I left school, I got a call from Barry's asking if I would be willing to interview to work there, which I hadn't even thought about. So it kind of all fell into place where I was able to do Barry's and Revd and make it all work pretty seamlessly. Yeah. 
Did you pivot before the pandemic or during 2020? Or what was the year that you made this big move? Uh, it was this past summer. So 2022, okay. that summer, wow. we went through the whole pandemic and, you know, being a PE teacher, yeah. like it's tough to try to teach that remotely. Yeah. So yeah. our department definitely was stressed out and was feeling a lot of hard times. And it was challenging for a lot of people, but I think the kids was, it was the hardest for them. And just kind of yeah. seeing them trying to adapt was was tough for me. And you know, we tried our best, but I think at the end of the day, I decided that school was not the place where I was going to continue. Yeah, it takes a toll. You feel so bad for, especially these young kids, right? And maybe Parker in this mix where they really didn't know school starting off without a mask or without being virtual. Right. And how much did we miss out on or these kids miss out on developmental wise? But kids are so resilient. Right. And yeah, it's probably hard to do virtual I mean, I don't even like to do virtual class anymore, but virtual like jumping jacks, you're like, no way, teacher. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> like, we're not doing that. Well, I'm glad it seems like seamlessly it's all led you to where you are now and you seem like you're crushing it. So more to come. But Alyssa, where did you start off? Was it same? Were you teaching other places and then fell into fitness or what's your story? Yeah, mine's a little bit different. I went out to San Diego for grad school where I got my MBA in sports management. So when I was working out okay. there, this was 2012 to 2014. I went out to grad school in 2011 and I was working for a professional athletes foundation and was basically just helping different athletes take their desire for wanting to give back and pair it with their fame and clout and helped athletes with their charitable efforts. So mm -hmm. I started with one professional athlete and working directly with his foundation. And then I decided to leave and start a company with a couple friends where we decided that if we could do that for one athlete, we wanted to do that for a lot of athletes. So to make a long story short, I was in California. We had started this company and just decided that I wanted to get back closer to home to be around my parents. We're from Needham, Massachusetts. So mm -hmm. California is a little bit far. Moved back and uh, almost within probably a week of moving back, I found Revved and had kind of fell in love with indoor cycling back in California and wanted to continue it here in Boston. And at the same time, I took the company that I started with my friends in California to Boston, was doing pretty well right from moving back to Boston, landed with a couple sports agents who had some Patriots clients and mm -hmm. had a couple big events planned here in the athlete marketing event space. Mm -hmm. And much like Mike, have a similar story where everything kind of fell into place where I had this huge, huge, huge event planned with one of the Patriots and the event was planned for October and he got cut from the team in September. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the event kind of went off to the side at the same time in that exact same week. I had my audition to be a spin instructor at Revved and also met Mike. So kind of was a, a really big week where obviously losing the Patriot client was a bit of a pivot in changing from where my life was in one direction, thinking I wanted to work specifically with athletes and giving back and, again, helping them pair their philanthropic efforts with their athleticism and then kind of started to put that to the side while diving more full-time into teaching spin and then realizing, hey, I can kind of do the same thing that I was doing with these athletes before, but almost 
I'm the talent this time, if that makes sense. So figuring out how I can be the one to give back and help people versus me helping the people back then. And isn't it crazy how, and I just talked about this recently and the newsletters and the things I put out with working with people, finding jobs and making career moves and all of that is like, we get so down and out when things don't work out for us. And it's so easy to, as I was saying earlier, like in this like victim mindset of everything's bad happening, it's just not making, but it's like, wow, sometimes things actually happen for us that don't wind up working out. (laughs) And there's like, rejection or whatever we go through is either protecting us or kind of pushing us in a different path. And that's a cool story. Yeah. Definitely a big kind of learning taking takeaway there. So and you're right now you guys are both building your own yeah. personal brands. And how lucky Mike has an agent basically with him. Too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just a super dynamic duo. Hello. What do you feel like continuing on with you, Alyssa? And we'll go to Mike. But what are you most proud of career to date? I think just how far I've come and how much I've built slash we've built and watching Mike dive fully into this space has been really fun Mm -hmm. as well because now it's our entire lives. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with a friend the other day talking about how, I don't even think I've shared this with you, Mike, but how thankful I am that we're both in this together and we both have the same goals. And, you know, there's a lot of couples where one person is focusing on one thing and the other is focusing on something else and there's potential to hold each other back or not be completely aligned with where you want to go and what you want to do. And I think that's something really important and special about the two of us is that the more we both grow together, we're just building something. So I'm really proud of where I started as a spin instructor. It's been almost seven and a half years now at Revd and it's really just the beginning. So it's been amazing to watch my own growth as well as watch the growth of the company. And again, knowing that there's just so much further that we can go and we're up for the challenge of that. It's so beautiful to witness this in your relationship too. You guys seem to have a really beautiful partnership where you are lifting each other and combining forces and not going against the grain, which gosh, if anything, 2020 showed us like, God bless you guys living together, working yes. in the same industry, <laughs> working together. I, my poor husband, I'm like, get, can you just like go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's just such a, a truth to hold it in terms of like you guys and your your true pure connection. What are you most proud of career today? I think I probably have to go back to the person I became as a teacher mm-hmm. and kind of how I've been able to transfer that to my life now. I've always said the hardest audience to talk to is a group of kids. And that if you can talk to a group of kindergartners, and like hold their attention, then, you know, you can we'll talk to a room full of adults. And I think that's kind of how I've been able to build my confidence as a, a spin instructor and now at Barry's. And I think just relationships has always been super important to me. I've always wanted to be that teacher who did that extra thing that really made that student feel a connection, whether it's like going to watch them play a game outside of school or having a conversation with them about what they did over the weekend or asked about their their family and not just being the teacher who shows up to class, teaches the class and that's it. And so I think that kind of mentality that I've had that I've developed as a teacher in school has kind of helped me develop as a fitness teacher and instructor because and I see it with Alyssa all the time, like people all the time will ask her, how do I get to your level? And she'll always say, like, it takes a little work, but you have to be present. And I think one of the most important parts about being a fitness instructor is 
being present and being somebody people feel they can talk to, even if they've maybe like only met one time. Um, yeah. Because anyone can teach a great class, anyone can have great music, but I think it's that connection that makes people come back because they want to hang out with you, right? Like when you think about it, yeah, you're going to show up for a workout, you're trying to get out what you put in, right? If you go to a class and whether or not it's the best class, if you work hard, you're going to work hard and you're going to feel like you got your workout in. But I think if you go and you show up and take somebody's class for 45 minutes or an hour because you want to hang out with them for that time, I think that that's what really builds that clientele and makes people come back day after day because they're like, oh, I get to hang out with my friend Alyssa for 45 minutes. She's so cool. And I want to go do it again tomorrow and hear what she says tomorrow. Right. So I think that that's something yeah. that I've been able to steal from her and use and we've been able to develop on our own as well. Yeah. And I feel like caring about people beyond just the surface level <laughs> and building <Yes>. communities <laughs> and being approachable. I talk about this all the time, being a huge fitness junkie, as all my listeners know, I've been years and years and years working out. You show up for those instructors that you absolutely feel a connection with and you can talk to and that are not ego-driven in this industry. It's about the clients, not necessarily about our agendas and in a lot of industries. So when someone can say like, oh, Mike was so nice and he could hold a conversation with me versus like you said, punching in and out and just showing up and collecting paycheck and leaving, there's something to be said and that's how you build the community. So good for you guys. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Very important. Well, I'm going to put you both on the spot to ask a yes or no question. And then we go to a quick little break. I just love the suspense. Okay, so you guys ready for yes and no? And all you say is yes or no. Maybe you can do it collectively and then we'll go to a, a break. All right. So yes or no. Is your life now how you envision it would be growing up? No. Yes. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yes and no. Okay, I'm so excited. We'll, we're going to dive into both. All right, everybody. Well, with that, stay tuned. We're going to be going to a quick break and we will pick this up when we get back. All right, so Alyssa, I'm going to start with you now. So before the break, you said yes. So how is your life as you would envisioned it now for yourself early on? What do you feel like is on track, on par? Well, so now, of course, during the break, I just was thinking, is it actually yes or is it actually no? <laughs> you can change I, your answer. It's fine. <laughs> I think I always envisioned being married and having a kid and being happy. I don't think I ever knew that this life was possible, if that makes sense. But I think mm. at a very quick surface level, I saw how my parents provided for me and how they raised me. And I assumed slash always guessed that I would grow up and be able to do that for my own family someday. And I'm seeing the beginning of that. So I think that's probably why I said yes. Did I think I would live in this town and work in fitness and be married to Mike? Probably not. But did I think I would set up a foundation similar to the way that I was raised? Yes. Well, all right, Mike. Well, then what were you envisioning you were going to be doing? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Now, over the break, I started <laughs> to wonder if my answer was yes. So Everyone's changing. Oh, my God, we can't. This is, welcome to our life. I think no, no, what, no. why I said no. What, well, first of all, like Alyssa's way out of my leap. So I never would have thought that I would have been ended up Aww. with someone like that. But, I love you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... Also, I don't know, like 
I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. And mm -hmm. I want to be like a classroom teacher. And if I did, if I wasn't a teacher, if you go even further back, I want to be a professional athlete. You know, like when I was eight years old, when they asked what you want to be, it would be a professional athlete. And like come to think of it, like I sort of am now in a way where, you know, my job is fitness or mm -hmm. kind of indirectly an athlete. But I don't think that I would have ever seen myself where I am now in terms of my career because until I met Alyssa, I wasn't really into fitness. Like my idea of working out was like go to the gym and lift weights for a half hour and then go home and eat a chicken parm sandwich. Like it was never, never really anything serious. And then I started dating her and I was like, oh man, I, I, I have to get into shape because she's a fitness instructor and like I have to keep up. And I like would take three spin classes every weekend with her because I was like trying to suck up to her. And, and so now I never would have thought that I would have been trusted to help people with their fitness because I didn't even know what I was doing half the time. So I think that that's different, but in the same sense, mm -hmm. like the happiness I have is, is definitely where I would have hoped to be. I mean, both of you work for some pretty tough industries, the industries you have to audition for, you know, show up. So good for you both for navigating those pivots and truly feeling like you're landing in your passions. And I know there's so much more to come. And on top of doing all of that, I know you're super active on social and have a lot of other fun things in the pipeline. So being my social friends, I have to say, I posted recently on Instagram that I shared some truth that I hold true for my life lessons. So one being that no one is going to come and save you. You have to be your own superhero, so to speak. So curious for both of you, what are some of the big learnings or a big takeaway or truth that you've held true within your own life throughout career pivots or your journey? What's something that really sits with you or like a motto you live by? Whoever wants to go first. I could start. Yeah. I think anyone who meets me would agree. My biggest thing is just being authentic mm -hmm. and being yourself. And mm -hmm. I grew up with two parents who were both in the spotlight in different ways. And it's funny, I see, so my dad was an anchorman and reporter for Channel 5 ABC for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I see myself following in his footsteps so much in terms of being in the public eye and having people come up to you because they know you and they recognize you. And I always was so inspired and motivated by how authentic he was. and. If you knew my dad or if you know my dad, the first thing that everybody says is he's just so kind and so humble. Mm -hmm. And he retired in 2009, I believe. And recently, ABC put, they did a throwback video of him or something on Facebook. And I read through all of the comments and there were hundreds of them. I'm not exaggerating. And they all said the exact same thing, that Jim Boyd is just the nicest, greatest man. Aww, and it so has awesome. always sat with me because how you see him at home is the same as how you saw him on TV and the same that you'd say about him online. So yeah. I've always adopted that, that if you see me on Instagram, that's the exact same person you're going to get in person as on TikTok, as at home. I mean, Mike is probably shaking his head being like, what is she talking about? She's very no. different. No. <laughs> very, okay, what, at home, uh, home, what, yeah. he was laughing at me one day. He's like, if people could only see the Alyssa in her pajamas with her glasses on. I'm like, I try to show that stuff too, but I, yeah. I wouldn't hide it, if you know what yeah. I mean. So right. I just, I'm, it's important for me to be 
authentic mm-hmm. AF in all aspects everywhere because people can see right through that. And especially oh, yes. in this industry, it's super, yeah. super important. A thousand percent. I love that. Thank you for sharing all that. What about you, Mike? I think for me, the thing that gets me up every day is just like, go be yourself and be your, mm-hmm. like, do what makes you happy, whether or not that's what people expect you to do or what people would mm. think when they see you. Mm. I've always said my entire life, I've kind of like gone against the grain. Like I was a teacher. There's not too many male teachers yep. in elementary school. In college, I was a dancer. I was like three credits shy of a dance minor while playing awesome. sports. Like I went from, we came home from a baseball game one time and I had to go right to the dance studio because we had a performance that night. Wow. So I think those things and now like being you know a, a male in the spin world is also something that's unique. And we're seeing more and more guys getting into spin, which I think is great, but it's always had that stigma attached to it, which is like the dumbest thing in the world. I hate stigmas. I hate when people like say you should do this because you are this person or you look like this person, you know? And then with fitness too, I've recently started to get into running. And I think a lot of people would look at you or, you know, look at me and be like, Hey, you're not, you're not a runner. Like you're too big to be a runner. You're too this, too that. Right. And I think my whole thing is like proving people wrong. Right. You're like, what does that even mean? Right. Well, I'll tell you guys, someone told me I didn't have a face for television once. I'm like, okay, thanks. Oh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let them tell us what they want to say, Mike. We'll prove right. them wrong. Exactly. I'm right there with you too. I know I'm not a runner, so I will admit that. I think I said that to you the other day, Melissa. I, like, I find myself yeah. on a spin bike. I tore my ACL years ago. And I used to never spin because I was the opposite. I was like, I'm just going to run and work out like a million times a day in one of those bad mindsets. And then I was taken down to zero and I couldn't do Mm. anything for a very long time. And Mm. it really humbles you and actually teaches you a lot about your body. And actually, you appreciate your body, I think, a lot more when you go through that where it's so meaningful you to move every day and work out. I'm like, Damn, when I show up to these classes and I put my own, I'm proud of myself. Instead of saying, oh, I have to work out. It's like, no, I like get to work out. Right. right? So I kind of put myself in a different mindset. So I love that we can be anything we want to be. That's true. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) But I know you have some other new things that have come up recently with some brand partnerships. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing beyond the bike, beyond fitness, just seeing on social, you guys work with like TB12, which is Tom Brady's programs, nutrition methods. Tell us a little bit about that. What are you guys doing? Some other sponsorships or partnerships? Yeah. So I think that that's almost the the next step of what we're working on is, okay, we have the foundation where in our careers where we think we want to stay and will stay. So what's next? And mm-hmm. about two years ago, I started to really dive into social media And Mike has been doing a lot of that recently. So we do have an amazing partnership with TB12 and have a couple other couple ones, like the partnership with us together and also our individual ones as well, just working on figuring out smaller, more meaningful brand partnerships, which consists of posting a certain amount of times and really fully believing in their products. Again, going back to being authentic, I would never promote something that I didn't fully believe in and that I use. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much the creating space can be a really successful business for you. So we're really working on making more connections and more partnerships. Like I said, we have TV 12. I signed a year long contract with Be Bold Bars, which is a company that's really near and dear to our hearts. And 
We are, I'm hoping that by the time this airs, we'll have some fun, exciting news about our own podcast that we're starting this year. So we're very, very excited to get that off the ground. Lots of irons in the fire. That's really exciting to hear. Going back to jobs and all things, what advice would you guys give navigating it seemingly so beautifully and pivoting to fitness if there is someone who's sitting in a full-time job? And going back to your point, Mike, thinking they're checking the boxes, following the path of what family members are telling them to do and not wanting to do something different or go against the grain because that's not what you're supposed to do. What advice would you give someone that's wanting to jump into full-time fitness right now? Do you think it's a good time? Where should they start? Would love to hear your thoughts and both of your takes on that, whoever wants to take it. It's funny that you phrase it that way because that's exactly the conversation I had with myself over and over again. Like at the end of the day, I didn't want to let my parents down, you know, like they're super supportive. They were like, yes, go for it. But in my head, I had all these conversations with them that I made up where like, oh, they would say, well, you can't have a career like that. That's not a real way to make a living. And those are these things that I just kind of had in my head that I was afraid would be said, but they never were. Yeah. It would give me anxiety about having these conversations with them and with Alyssa. And like people would say, well, is it fair to be with your wife in the same space? Are you going to be kind of having to share the spotlight? But I think at the end of the day, you need to have those connections with people and you need to have people that you can talk to and people that support you and people who can be brutally honest with you. I know Alyssa has a really close group of friends and family members that she will go to with like any questions she ever has. And so to have that group who's going to say, you know what, maybe hold off now or like maybe try to take some steps in that direction, but maybe not dive all the way in. Or maybe they say, yes, go for it. Having people who you trust and you can bounce ideas okay. off of is huge. And yeah. I think you kind of have to, you have to kind of weigh the positives and the negatives of it. Yeah. You know, there's so many questions about, you know, when you're transitioning from careers, you know, financially, are you going to be able to support yourself time-wise? Are you going to have enough time to do all the things that you want to do? And I think at the end of the day, what Alyssa and I kind of decided was happiness is more important than money right away. You know, in the long run, right. you're gonna, you need money, right? Like people right. need to make a living. Yeah. But I think if you are able to, you know, maybe fit your budget so that you're able to make do with a little bit less at first, if that's what you really believe in, if you don't do it, you're always going to wonder what would have happened, you know? You just got to go for it. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of my big thing was like, I was in the stage of my career as a teacher where I said to myself, like, we all see those athletes who wait way too long to retire, you know, and then they're like, going out there and you know, they're not who they used to be. And I was afraid that I would become right. that teacher who wasn't yeah. good anymore, or was just showing up. So I was like, this yeah. is the time where I can make that transition because if I wait any longer, that opportunity might not be there anymore. So I think if you have that opportunity, you need to jump at it. Just do it. I love that. And thank you for sharing all that. I think there's never a good time to start. You just have to go for it and trust yourself. And it is so beautiful when you have a nice family and network of support that can tell you their thoughts, good, bad, or otherwise. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. Alyssa, what do you think is the number one thing that holds people back these days, whether they're looking to make a change in their life, career, fitness goals? What do you think really holds people back? And maybe how have you successfully overcome any self-doubt or limiting beliefs? Would love to get your take on this. I think it's what you said. It's self-doubt. And I've become such a public person and such an open person that Sometimes I have to go back in time and remember that I wasn't always this way. I wasn't always outgoing. I wasn't always willing to share everything that was going on in my life. And I think what holds a lot of people back, if not most people, is just 
being afraid. And it's almost like when I, so I'm in charge of training the new trainers at Revd. And what I always say to them in the beginning is that you're trying something new. It's going to be really scary. So you start kind of with a big black sheet in front of you. And then the sheet becomes a little bit lighter and you can start to see through it a little bit. And then it becomes a sheer sheet where like you really can see what's on the other side and it's becoming a little bit more clear. And then one day you just kind of put your hands through it and just open up the sheet and come out the other side. And you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm doing this. And I can't tell people what to do to break down those barriers and break down those sheets, if you will, to get to that point where you're ready for your big breakthrough. But what you can do is start to figure out what is holding you back. So if you are afraid, what are you afraid of? Like Mike said, are you afraid of disappointing your family, your parents? Are you afraid of what other people will think? So then if you have a clear idea of what is stopping you, then going back even further just to break those down and say, okay, so if I'm afraid of failing my family, let me talk to my family and have a plan of here, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how it needs to get done. I think you said it earlier about the victim mindset. And Mm -hmm. I'm currently diving into a fixed mindset versus growth mindset and what that means. And for anyone that doesn't know, fixed mindset is saying, everything happens to me. I'm having a bad day. It must be because the universe hates me. And Mm -hmm. Everything is because of what's going on externally versus the growth mindset. Like, okay, I need new tires today. Is that awful? Am I annoyed by it? Yes, but how can I grow from this today? Or Mm -hmm. I didn't get that job that I wanted or I got let go from the job that I had. So instead of blaming the company, say, I don't like the way that I feel right now. So how can I learn from this and how can I grow? So I think just diving into the, the mindset piece of it too of, breaking down those walls and figuring out the why behind the why yeah, will allow people to just take the leap. Just do it. Like we said, right. just do it. Well, and as I know, you both are incredibly inspiring for your communities and beyond and showing up in social. Who are you guys inspired by these days and why? Mike, if you want to take this first, and then I'd love for you to chime in too, Alyssa. Who inspires you? I can't say Alyssa because that would be too obvious. Oh, you can. <laughs> no, I think the people <laughs> yeah. that inspire me are the people that I get to see every day. And it could be okay. somebody who has taken a thousand classes and I've seen them 500 times and I know everything about them. They know everything about me. Or it could be somebody who's coming in for their first class and they're a little nervous. And um, yeah. like having that initial conversation with them, whether it's at Barry's or Rev, to be like, you know, I think being the instructor, you have a lot of power and you have a lot of influence and you can kind of be like, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, like you're going to be fine. And I think seeing those people show up who might be a little nervous, that inspires me because they're trying something new. And like Alyssa said, doing new things is scary. And so, you know, being able to encounter these people on a daily basis, maybe it's somebody like you who's coming off an injury, right? And who is hesitant. I don't know if my body can handle this and being able to share that experience with them. So that's kind of what keeps me going is because you never know the impact you might have on somebody. And that's kind of Another one of my like personal mantras is like, people aren't going to tell you that you're having an impact on them, but you are having an impact on them, whether you know it or not. So I think those experiences inspire me to want to be better at my job and want me to be better personally, because if these people are willing to step outside their comfort zone, then I should be practicing what I preach as well. Love it. That's so awesome. Well, how about you, Alyssa? I think you can say me too. Most inspired. 
And well, I am. I said, I said this. I don't know if I said this to Mike the other day, if Aww. I was saying this to our friend, yeah. but it again goes back to what I said before. It's really nice to have a partner that I do look up to. And mm-hmm. there's areas that I'm lacking in that he has that I am definitely inspired by. And I think he would say the same about me. I think overall, I'm inspired by the people that are the best at what they do. And it's a group of people that I'm doing a lot of work on myself right now in terms of mindset. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. because all the books that I'm reading and all of the research that I'm doing, it's the Michael Jordans and the Kobe's and the powerful business owners. They all have very much common threads of how they became successful. So I can't pinpoint one person that says, okay, that's who I'm inspired by. I'm inspired by the people who... I know that I'll be in that category someday that I'm hoping that someone would answer me, if that makes sense. So it's really fun to dive into that. I agree. I think that the conversation is always for whatever path you desire to find the way that could be led by somebody who's been there is so powerful. And it can be done in a lot of different ways and through a lot of different people. Thank you guys both for sharing. And couple more questions, then I'm going to let you go. So let's do a fun one. What's one thing that you guys maybe don't share often about you or any hidden talents or vices? Alyssa, I think you and I are both coffee addicts. Okay, so (laughs) what is (laughs) what's one thing maybe you don't share often or a special talent that you have or a vice? (laughs) Can I share a not special talent, like something I'm awful at that I don't talk about often? Alyssa, we don't have that much time. So just no. Hey, this is a two hour podcast. (laughs) Don't strap in guys. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am awful at cooking. I'm awful in the kitchen. I don't even know what someone asked me to do something. I can't even make my own coffee with a coffee machine. I don't know how to open a wine bottle. I oh, slice my finger open. Yeah. I keep mm-hmm. trying to learn. I'm just me and that the doesn't sound like a growth mindset, though, Alyssa. I think we need to have more of a growth <laughs> it's mindset. It's not, Alyssa. Thinking. You can do You're it. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't say that I couldn't get better at it. I said currently, right Fair now, right. I'm awful at it, which is oh just being authentic. Well, I think you guys know this, or maybe you don't. I'm also married to a Mike, and I'm also yes. a terrible cook. So, Alyssa, yes. you and I, in a growth mindset, we're just going to take cooking classes this Let's year do together, it. okay? Great. Both Great. of our Mikes, we're going to cook some amazing meals, and they already love us forever, right. so well, it doesn't matter. I didn't know thankfully. how to cook until I had to yep. cook, because Alyssa right. didn't. So. But I don't have to, because you cook, yeah. so it's perfect. Well, which came See? first, yeah. What about you, Mike? Any other hidden talents, vice? anything you just want to just release? Before we, I don't know if it's really hidden. A lot of people know this, but I'm a big sneakerhead. At times, I've had like over 100 pairs of shoes in my collection, and I like rotated in and out of them. But I love shoes. I love sneakers. Um, So that's not like something that some people know about me, but maybe not everybody knows. And it's something I'm very passionate about. I'm also a big shoe, and we I work with a lot of sneaker and shoe brands here, and I know with the Jordans and the collectibles. That's a huge thing. My brother, who also, I'm always going through his closets. I'm like, what limited edition ones do you have? Show me the cute Hello it's, Kitty ones or whatever. It's true. Then when you find somebody who has yeah. that same love for sneakers with you, you yeah. have an automatic bond with them. Totally. We have a friend, she's a college basketball coach. And so she has all the connections with Nike. And she'll just like send me, she won't have any words. She'll send me a picture of a shoe. And then we'll just like talk about it for 10 minutes and then move on. It's like (laughs) straight. Well, thank you guys for sharing all these nuggets. Now I feel like I know you even better. Before I wrap up, one serious question. What do you both want your legacy to be? Wow. Mm. I would say 
she changed as many lives as she could. It's a good one. People to remember you for what you did. There's that famous quote, right? People don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. So I think something like that is like, you know, I like people to think of me as somebody who changed lives. Well, you guys are just like a big warm hug. On a day I'm feeling down and out, I'm driving to your house (laughs) and I'm going to make like Parker, your little girl, hang out with me and we'll play with all those little pieces you posted on Instagram. Please (laughs) do. We can play doll to you, whatever. How can our listeners find and engage with you? What are some of the best platforms to come and hang out with you both? So you can find me in person at Revved Indoor Cycling. We have locations in Boston, in the Copley area, Dedham, Hingham, and Foxborough. And you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Real APVP. And you can also find me at Revved and you can find me at Barry's. I'm at the Chestnut Hill, the Bath Bay, and the Downtown Crossing locations. And then my social is at the Mike on a Bike. Perfect. And I'm going to link everything. I feel like when more podcast comes out, we need to do a podcast class. So maybe we'll. Yes, <laughs> let's do oh, it. Yeah, it's so fun. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like we can keep talking for hours, but we'll just keep our conversations going in other channels. Thank you, Alyssa and Mike, for sharing your career pivot stories and words of advice. And I'm really looking forward to all of this to come for you both as you continue to grow and navigate all things fitness and influencing your community and beyond. So Please keep sharing your amazing, amazing energy and light. And I think we need more of Parker's wisdom because I think her yes. last Insta post was, <laughs> I don't want to be little forever. So same. Yep. <laughs> so, thank you guys so much for being here with me. Thank you for having us. Thank this you. is great. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. If you love this episode, please be sure to share it with your network. Leave us a review and a five-star rating. If you are enjoying these pivot conversations and want to keep the personal development going, as an executive recruiter and master career and clarity coach, join my community and be the first to have access to all of my content to set you up for success in whatever stage you are in career-wise and get some inspiration. Be the first to know about local and virtual events I'll be hosting as well, so maybe you can join me in person soon. Head over to community or click the link in the show notes to get on the list. Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Houle is a fashion consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.